On today's episode of Back of the Bird, we are pleased to be joined by Mark White, former NLL player and PBLA player, to talk about his career in the NLL, his time living with both Dawson's, and now his recent experience in the PBLA. Let's get into it. This is episode 74 of Back of the Bird. Like last week, that was Boston Levi's new song, Crossfire, another banger. No surprise there. Boston's the best. Thank you to him for letting us continue to use his music. Let's get into the show. All right. We're back. Episode 74, Jeremy Thompson. There you go. That's an Jeremy easy Thompson episode. So um, presented by Cottage Springs. What a day to record this. The so launch of the... The launch of the tequila soda. Whatever, what you've been waiting for. We've been teasing new stuff. There's been some little bit of new flavors, a little bit of, um, you know, the holiday pack, different things here and there. But the tequila soda is a game changer for the tequila fans out there. Um, something they're just adding to the arsenal. I know, I, and I know there's more to come. So um, go, go try those out. They'll be at the LCBOs. Um, I think kind of trickling out through them. So um, go get those in you. But. What's going on, Polly? Let's, let's um, just jump right into it. Yeah, yeah, not not too much. I so I stayed. I, I mean, I didn't really we didn't really talk about. It, I guess like last pod when I stayed down in Halifax. Did we talk about that at all or no? Not really. So, anyways, no. Had uh, stayed down Saturday. We went to this like brunch spot called the Stubborn Goat, and oddly enough, it actually burnt. <laughs> it burnt down on the Sunday. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> just like a kind of crazy but um it was like rank number one it was really good but they had a caesar flights i don't know if you guys are caesar guys but they had caesar flights so okay. it was four different caesars um all like different toppings different um rims but it was like vodka vodka rye and then a tequila caesar how was that and I didn't, I didn't love it to be honest. That was like the rye one was like, the rye one was pretty good. The two vodka ones are pretty standard. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible though. Like, yeah, I didn't like hate it. It's just like I didn't love it. But it was the first time I've ever seen a tequila. I mean, I've actually never heard of anything in a Caesar other than vodka. I mean, like gin. I know, I know they do gin Caesar. Yeah, okay, I've heard of that too. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? Maybe one was gin. Maybe it wasn't vodka. Maybe it was vodka, gin, whiskey, and then tequila. That's actually probably what it was. But anyways, you can't get them anymore because the restaurant burnt burnt down. So I got the <laughs> last one. if they build that place, if they, if they build it back up, then then go back and try the tequila yeah. Caesar. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing much, man. Just um, buzzed up north for a couple of days um, at my wife's family chalet. And... Uh, yeah, man, that's about it. Just chugging along. What's know? the is it is it a nightmare to just like pack up the car now, get everything ready, two kids to go away? Um 
well this one wasn't too bad because we let like i left from work so dory had to do all the packing so it wasn't too bad <laughs> um i just find now like yeah you just carry so much stuff but we're lucky because there's a lot of stuff up here but i just find like i don't pack anything for myself anymore like as i get older i'm like packing less and less stuff now like when i'm going away i'm gonna pack like a chain like one change of clothes essentially like yeah. a pair of gym clothes a pair of, like during the day clothes and like a change of like that i can go out to dinner clothes that's it and because like you got strollers sleepers diapers i don't know yeah it is it is a bit of a nightmare but pretty much just throw the kids in like there's just no 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 screwing around for me it's just like get the kids in there throw everything in the back let's go like just no time wasted it's just get moving here but, how, yeah. how good are your uh how good are your car tetris your tetris trunk skills now packing the, the trunk up. amazing amazing yeah that's well, where I that's mean, where the truck are, how, no no how good are dory's <laughs> she's pretty legit she's she's super mom and and super wife as as we get into this interview you can attest to how she's still still with me to this day <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean some of these stories yeah i mean it's a good Good little quick little before we get to Donnie there, but um, yeah, we got Mark White this week, um, former Nighthawk in Toronto Rock, and um, and a member of the PBLA. So we get a nice look into uh, how everything unfolded there, and also uh, a former resident of both um, Dan Dawson and and Paul Dawson's house, I think. Um, yep. So there's uh, there's a few good stories that come with that, and we lead off with one of my favorite all-time lacrosse stories between him and Alex Krepensek. So it's uh, a really, a really fun one there. But uh, Donnie, what's going on with you, buddy? Not much. Uh, good, uh, you know, fun weekend for us in, in San Diego. Obviously not the result we wanted, but uh, first time in San Diego, it's an awesome spot. I think everyone who goes out there probably agrees. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you now kind of back to work. We, uh, for those that don't know, we, the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo takes our uh, rank for the month of January. So basically every year we're going to have an extended road trip here in Fort Worth. So we're done that now. So uh, we played six uh, road games already this year. So now we've got pretty, uh, seven home games of our last 10. So uh, it'd be nice to get some, some home cooking here. And actually now that I'm living in market, I actually have some home games. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Nice. I like it. Yeah. We're kind of on opposite schedules. Like we started, we're on an absolute home home game banger here for, uh, for the riptide with, with, I think, well, I mean, and, and even one of our two away games so far was in, uh, was in Hamilton too. So it's like, you're basically everything almost feels like, cause you don't have to travel for that one. Then everything else is in New York. Um, but yeah, still in the still in the midst of an absolute road banger here in Minnesota. Last week, last uh, last night in Minnesota tonight. So we're hitting the. Um, we finished off all of our exams um, for the course. Ninety percent average across all Let's three. Go. So, Let's so tonight, go. So tonight's your farewell tour. <laughs> tonight is yeah. Tonight's the the, the get out there and and uh, enjoy ourselves, but um, also kind of uh, be pretty intelligent because I got a seven a.m. flight to New York. So. Um, We'll have to be up uh, up at four thirty to the airport, but um, yeah, excited to uh, to get to that game. Excited to kind of you know get get to New York and get a practice in with with the guys um, and just kind of get out of this place. This this is it's like one of those like hotel suites, like a Staybridge suite. Like this couch has got like Jeffrey Dahmer written all over it. Like it's just a very very sketchy place here. But um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be weird to leave. It's kind of been like a like a, a summer camp here. It's felt like like you get to know all these colleagues from different offices, and we're all playing cards together in the lobby at the end of the day, and and uh, and doing every meal together and doing all this stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough to go, but I'm sure some visits will be planned in the in the future. It's funny, I think um, as of like like the in the last like six or seven years, I think there's been like eight marriages that have come out of this training um of people that have just kind of met each other and and uh, hung out in the frat house that is the staybridge suites and ended up uh ended up getting married so it's like an aeon dating show here but um not not for me we've made it we've made it through strong so um <laughs> excited to uh yeah and then i got and then we got the trip to florida playing colonial golf course just an absolute weapon of a course down there in bonita springs um Super Bowl party at that a beach bar. I mean, we're gonna be living. Um, so, so jealous, dude. So oh, jealous. it's like thirty degrees down there too. I'm gonna be the most yeah. fucking sunburnt guy you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. After <laughs> aloe, aloe will be my. I'll be taking an al a full tub aloe bath after this thing. But um, but yeah, it's uh, the roadshow marches on. So, um, but yeah, we talked about we've got Mark White this week again. Some insight into PBLA. Some good, uh, good lacrosse stories, um, and and uh, some Dawson stories. One one story we may or may not be able to include. We're we're still uh, still negotiating with our with our lawyers on that one. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we can because it's an all timer. Um, Donnie, we want to run through the scores from this past weekend. Yeah. So starting uh, Friday, February third, in Colorado, thirteen over Georgia, ten. And then Saturday, a, a whole bunch of games, Calgary 12, Halifax 11. Now that game was, uh, I think that was in Halifax. Uh, Toronto 22 over uh, New York 14, 13 to 5, Philly over Albany, 13 10, Buffalo over Rochester, uh, 12 10, San Diego, Panther City, 14 to 8, Saskatchewan over Vancouver, and then 13 to 8, Vegas over Colorado. Vegas getting their second. Um, team win there. So busy weekend in the league, and kind of feels like we're going full swing now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and and you know during the last few games too, I think we we could should have talked about the last episode, but um, we've kind of we've been implementing uh, every child matters um, last last few games with uh, some warm up uh, warm up shirts um, and some great features. I know there was a feature on Cody Jameson, um, and then there was another one. Um, on indigenous mental health um, and the impact in the community and everything. So head over to the NLL website. They've got those videos up. Um, give those a watch. Very impactful. A good good insight into um, you know into the communities and in, in that you know really brought us this game. And I think uh, we talked about this really early on in in uh, um, back of the bird history is you know the the best thing that you can do is is educate yourself and learn about these things. Take the time. Um, you know I think it's it's the least you can do to because I'm sure everybody listening to this is, you know, their lives changed because of the game that we've been given by, uh, by these people. So I think it's, it's, it's awesome stuff. Um, good movement by the NLL to, to start, uh, pushing that stuff out. Um, I guess, I, I don't know if there's, is there other thing I had real, real quick, just cause I think some of these numbers <clears throat> are crazy, but, uh, Dane Smith is up to 72 points now in nine games. So 144 point pace. And just want to say Dane's in first place. In the league and scoring, back of the bird guest. Tom Shriver's second place, immediate back of the bird guest. Teeters in third place, back of the bird guest. And there's keep going down the list. There's a whole bunch. If you want to 
get up in this the scoring race. Got to come on, yep. come on the pod. Or you want to hear a little bit more about the top scores in the league? Go back to those episodes. But I got a fucking bone to pick with Shribes. That's bullshit. Um, yeah, about him getting the thirteenth assist or whatever. Like, yeah, gets they're giving him more. And, and I mean, to come on here and just shove that right in my face afterwards is just unbelievable. But um, it's funny. We were uh, at the end of that interview. I I I just said, "Don't be shy to miss your flight." And my my flight from Minnesota got in, and we were just all delayed and sitting on the tarmac, or whatever, and. Um, he was, uh, he was delayed too, but just not enough, not enough delay. It sounds like he got a perfect amount of sleep for that game. Just, just tell him, even though he had 13 assists, he's still not even the leading goal scorer in his own household. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And she played a sport that only gets two or three goals a game. So, um, yeah, that's always, that's actually a funny one just to hold over his head. But is there, uh, I'm trying to think anything else going on before we send it over to, uh, to Whitey could be a little short episode today. Good. All right. We'll send it over to Mark White. Brought to you by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you, and working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here he is, Mark White. Beauty. Ready when you are, Polly. All righty. Now we're pleased to welcome on this product of the University of Southern Maine, where I almost went to go play hockey, not a big deal. He was drafted in the third round in the National Lacrosse League. He's won a Champions Cup with yours truly. And before the league went under, he was a New England chat ahead of the PBLA. Please welcome <laughs> to Back of the Bird, Mark White. What's up, Whitey? What an intro, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Honored to be here. I don't think I share the same lacrosse resume as some of the, some of the uh, guys you've interviewed before me, but uh, honored to be on here. Thanks for having hey, me. This weren't giving a shot, man. Weren't giving a shot, you know? <laughs> so. Exactly. But what's beauty, going the on beauty here? resume, the beauty resume is, is there, though. It's strong, so you're, you're ready to rock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so... I mean, I, I, we'll jump right in. Then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of bounce back and forth. But we'll kind of jump right into this, you know, reason. Not, not the only reason we got you on here, but you know, big, big breaking news last couple of weeks at PBLA folding pretty, pretty quickly after she just got going. Just, just as we thought she was catching some steam, you guys get blindsided. But kind of, kind of started from the beginning. Like who, like how did you find out about like the PBLO? a starting and like who contacted you to play yeah so it kind of came out of the the woodwork pretty quickly I think uh um you know a few a few of the guys that I play with in the summertime up here in New England like there's a there's a small box lacrosse kind of like a senior league um you know nothing compared to um the Ontario uh you know senior A or senior B but a bunch of field guys that are trying to play box lacrosse and there was some rumblings that you know, the PBLA was going to be spinning up and it was going to be mostly an American-based league, giving American-based lacrosse players the opportunity to kind of, you know, dip their toes into the box game. And so, um, you know, there was uh, some rumblings about it, to be honest. Like, I don't think any of us really thought it was going to come to fruition. And, uh, you know, probably, I think it was in November, um, 
I got a call saying, you know, that it was actually going to be moving forward and that we were going to be having camp in about a month, which was a, a rude awakening for myself, uh, seeing I've, I'm, I'm a young father here and haven't been as diligent in the gym over the last probably two years. So, um, yeah, you're we telling, got the, uh, you're telling me, you're telling me you weren't doing the Eric Cressy anymore. That program, <laughs> you weren't doing the Eric Cressy five days a week anymore. <laughs> I hung it up. I hung it up. But you know what? I'm going to have to start revisiting that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, they gave us the heads up that uh, it was it was going to be moving forward. And uh, yeah, basically, you know, had about a month to, to get my stuff together. And uh, we, we kicked off training camp in um, in December. So it was uh, it all kind of happened pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's kind of how you know, the word started to spread. And then, you know, once, uh, once we got into training camp, honestly, it seemed like things were, um, you know, uh, all, all in order and we were kind of, you know, off to the races. So. Now, again, kind of part of my ignorance, how many, how many teams are in the league? Nine, nine teams. Jeez. And then, nine teams. so you guys had, you guys had coach GM, like who was your coach and GM? Yeah, so we had uh, on the Chowderheads where our head coach was Marty Bowes. He was uh, predominantly a field guy. I think he actually um, played some professional lacrosse in the MLL and then uh, might have had a cup of coffee in the NLL. I think he kind of bounced around in some training camps, but he had a little bit of box knowledge. So he was our head coach. Our assistant coach was uh, Ryan Conwell. He's uh, he's kind of a local massachusetts box guy he's he's run like a, a bunch of box leagues in the area and stuff like that and uh runs a team called the cambridge nor'easters in the summertime and then we had a guy named pat wallace who is also part of the part of the staff as well so those three guys um you know honestly did a great job um you know you talk about like professionalism and and you know starting up a new league i mean these guys invested a lot of time and you know, it, it really, they really did make it feel, um, you know, like, uh, like a true professional league, although, you know, we ran into some issues, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, those three guys, credit to them. I mean, I don't know how it was on some of the other teams, but, uh, you know, they, they ran a great camp, took care of us, treated us like professionals. And, you know, it wasn't really a whole lot different from the NLL kind of type of training camp, to be honest with you. And, uh, um, you know, so I don't, again, I don't know what it was like on some of the other teams, but, you know, it's credit to those guys for, you know, putting, putting a lot of effort into it and, you know, well, it lasted anyways. So who was, who was behind like the whole league to begin with? I, again, this is kind of like dumb, dumb it right down here. I mean, to, to be like completely honest, I don't think really any of us knew. Um, I, I think it's, it was like a, a private group of investors based out of Kentucky was my understanding. And, uh, you know, nobody really knew who was behind the curtain. I think it was, you know, and, and maybe everybody was kind of afraid to ask. I'm not too sure, but, uh, you know, the, the message that was given to us was, you know, it was, it was privately funded. We had funding for at least two years. I heard rumblings that it was like two years, five years, then, you know, who knows we didn't even make it a month or we barely made it a month. So that tells you that story, but um, you know, I, I'm not sure who is really behind the financial situation, but, um, you know, as far as like the league commissioner goes and, um, you know, the VP of player personnel and stuff like that, those guys came from, um, you know, had NLL backgrounds, um, in terms of like league operations and stuff like that. So they definitely had some experience. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was basically like, you know, our understanding of who was, who was kind of running everything was, uh, 
Yeah, because the one guy, Steve Donner, obviously he used to own like Rochester Nighthawks before Kurt Styers bought yeah bought it off him and was the was the GM too. I think he was the owner and GM at one point. Not a hundred percent sure that. But so what what was he? Was he the commissioner? I think he was the commissioner. I I, I, I honestly I think their their titles kind of swapped around a few times before <laughs> we actually kicked off the league. But um, yeah, I saw his name in the mix. Obviously, well known guy and. Uh, you know, he's been a, a huge advocate of lacrosse and investing in lacrosse and things like that. So knowing that, like, there was some familiar names involved in it, kind of, you know, obviously, I think made people feel like, okay, this is real. Um, but uh, yeah, that, uh, he was involved for sure. Okay, okay. Um, and then, like, you know, again, before we kind of get into like the the bad, like the good, like talking to you, like the the I mean, it wasn't quite. You know, we won't talk dollars and cents, but like not quite NLL money, but like the money was actually like somewhat decent for you guys. Right. Like considering yeah. all, all said and done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't, I mean, talking hey, about hey, it. I mean, sorry. Like it was good enough to get you off the couch and try and get that, that boy. <laughs> so. Exactly. I think, I think that was the only thing that allowed me to actually go do it. My wife was like, okay, there's some, uh, you're actually getting paid to do it this time. Okay. You can go play. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they basically, I don't know what everybody's, uh, you know, players were paid a minimum of 500 bucks a game. And then I think like there was one or two guys on the team that we get paid, I think a thousand. And then there might've been a couple of players in between that made, you know, maybe 750 or something like that. But, you know, we actually had guys like flying in for practices and, and games. Like we had um Mike Triolo and, and Graydon Cornfield coming from Edmonton Alberta uh for games which is kind of crazy you know what I mean to to think about flying you know not not that we don't want to have them on the team but you know that can't be a, a cheap expense right for the league so um you know we were bringing in them and then we had um another guy coming from uh Denver McKee, Tommy McKee, I think Lomas, you might have crossed paths with him in, in Rochester land. And uh, so, yeah, we were flying in guys for, um, you know, practices, training camps and, and games, which, uh, you know, again, like couldn't have, couldn't have been cheap. So. Yeah. Um, how, how is, how is the tree doing? How was the tree? <laughs> he was awesome, man. He was, he, I, I've never played with him personally, but. Uh, he's oh, really? You never, yeah. you never crossed paths with Triolo. I feel like everyone in the lacrosse world has played with Triolo. Just, he's played everywhere. <laughs> I think I played it. I think I played against him a few times in the summer and uh, in, in senior senior ball there, but that was about it. And uh, yeah, I had never really kind of met him before, but uh, he was a beauty and, uh, you know, obviously loved having him on the team. He was uh, he's a good lacrosse player and obviously just a big frame on the floor. So um, yeah, he was awesome. Um, so because you, you miss, I, they're just chit chatting with you like during the season, you miss a couple games, right? Yeah, I actually didn't even suit up for one of them. I uh, missed the first game because uh, I had an obligation to head back to Canada to see some family I hadn't seen in three years. So, unfortunately, missed our season opener. And then not long after that, I did my knee a little little bit. I, I got, just had an MRI done, um, some cartilage damage under underneath my kneecap. So I wasn't I wasn't available for our, our home opener, which was a doubleheader up in Portland, Maine. And uh, I was really looking forward to that because I've lived there for the last – I went to college there and then, you know, lived there for about six years. So I had a lot of friends and family in the area that would have been 
nice to have come out and stuff like that. But uh, I unfortunately had to watch that. And, uh, you know, the good news is I was probably going to be back in three to four weeks. But uh, I guess there's no rush at this point because uh, a week after our home opener, uh, they announced the uh, the seizing of all op- operations. So. <laughs> so you didn't even get to shoot up one game? No, I just went to a lot of practices and uh, and training camp, kind of like my NLL career at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that, man. Sorry. Yeah, we were we only we had a uh, two bye weekends in a row, so um, we uh, we we probably played the least amount of games out of everybody. I think we were we we had three in the in the bag there, and uh, the rest were at like five or six. So, um, yeah. But did you did you go to the home opener? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so they um, I was still on the on the roster, so I had to travel um, up to Portland, and uh, you know, like talk about professional across. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the NLL or a brand new league like the PBLA. You're you're always going to face some adversity, right? With like games and you know getting turfed down and things like that. So, you know, good story for you guys is Thursday night we have a double header, you know, we're playing Friday and Saturday up in Portland. Our coach wants to have practice up there Thursday night. So uh, I jump in the car. It's about an hour and a half drive up to Portland. They got the hotels all situated for us and everything like that. So we're there for the next three nights. So I'm on my way up and I'm driving in the middle of a snowstorm. It's absolutely brutal. And uh, I, I get about halfway and I see a, a, a message to our, our group me chat uh, from the head coach saying, there's an issue with the turf, like no practice tonight, just video review. So like, please continue. Like if you're on your way here. So I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like what, what are we, what are we walking into? So we get up there, our video reviews at the arena and we get down there and they have one piece of turf laid out and it's about six inches short on either side. Right. So it's not wide (laughs) enough. And the arena guys, they're like, we can't lay this down. They're like, no way. Like it's a liability thing. Like we're, we're, we're not allowed to do this. So, we're all kind of looking around at each other, like fucking, of course, right? Like something like this has to happen, right? And we have a two teams, Trenton, we were playing on the Friday night. They had already traveled in, so they were there. And um, we had to give them the notice. And we're like kind of looking at our coach, like what's the situation? And he's like, to be honest with you, it'll be a miracle if we play either game this weekend. So we're all, we got guys who have flown in. We got the other team that's traveled in. We're playing Jim Thorpe on Saturday, who those guys are all coming from pretty much Ontario. They're traveling in on Friday. So um, we're kind of like, well, what's going to happen here? They're like, we're going to try to work something out. So what they ended up doing was they shipped Trenton's turf from New Jersey at five in the morning on Friday, all the way up to Portland during a nor'easter. Like we had a huge snowstorm in the area, got it there laid it down and our game was ended up being delayed by about an hour. So we're like, we're all looking around like, how the hell did they just pull that off? Like that could not have been cheap to do right for a startup league. Right. And and so, but I guess they had already invested, you know, again, in flights and teams and things like that coming out, like they, it was probably cheaper to actually get a turf up there. So they lay it down. It wasn't perfect. Like there was turf monsters absolutely everywhere. Right. The boys were, you know, everyone was making bets on who's going to blow me in this game, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of ugly, but we got the game, uh, you know, we played the game Friday. It, it, it all, you know, happened, no problem. And then Saturday, the turf stayed down we played Saturday and then everyone went on their way. So, 
um, you know, we, we were able to play both home games, but it was, uh, it was kind of hilarious, you know, just classic, classic lacrosse uh, <laughs> scenario. What, uh, what rink did you guys play at? Uh, so we played at the Cross Insurance uh, Arena in Portland. It's where the, uh, where the Pirates uh, play. Por- yeah, pirate. They used to be the Pirates, the AHL team for Philly, and then they. Uh, it's now an ECHL team, the uh, Portland Mar- or sorry, the Maine Mariners. So, okay, but it's and a then- it's a great barn. It's a it's it seats like six thousand. I've honestly said it for years that like NLL should stick a a team in there because it's like they have no pro teams. Like they sell it out pretty much for with an ECHL team. I'm like you can I can only imagine with a true professional uh, league in there, like like lacrosse, they would kill it. So. Um, you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, we had, I think, you know, with the delayed start time and the snowstorm, we had like probably seven or 800 on the Friday. And then I think they got over a thousand on Saturday. So, you know, and that, again, like the league did, could have done a a better job, I think with the marketing and stuff, but, um, you know, wasn't quite there. So they, um, they blew their, they blew the marketing budget on shipping the turf up. They couldn't do any. (laughs) (laughs) That that might've been the reason the league league folded. (laughs) I'm starting to put the pieces together here is that your home opener has sunk the league. Yeah, I know. Seriously. (laughs) That's, they must've tried to work out a sponsorship with like FedEx custom critical, just shipping that thing all the way there. I can't, I can't even imagine how much that would have cost. No, I know. That's what I was saying. I mean, like you think about, you know, logistics in general, I should have, should have made a call into our boy Gill Dog to see if he can pull some strings for us. <laughs> speaking, See, speaking we, would, we couldn't afford him. We couldn't afford him. <laughs> no, we couldn't afford him. Exactly. <laughs> I think, uh, I think if Gill Dog sees, sees Mark White pop up on back of the bird before he got on here, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a little upset. Oh, 100% he will be. We're thinking we got to find the right time. We, I think it might, yeah, I think yeah, that might be a not that we don't. It's not that we don't want him on. I just don't think we can handle them yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want the viewership to go up. You got to bring on Gildog, that's all. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, so, I mean, so as you guys are kind of trickling through stuff like, you know, you're going on these weekends. Are you noticing like a change in kind of expenses as the weeks go on? Like things starting to tighten up or. Yeah. So they actually have like an expense system for us that we had to like submit to, uh, to our, basically our coaches and who then would approve it and it would go to the league. And yeah, the number of emails that we receive like on, you know, rejected expenses because they're not going to purchase your coffee and breakfast sandwich. Right. But they, we would get, you know, emails from our coaches like, hey, guys, it's a startup league. Like, let's try to be mindful of like what you're expensing and things like that. And, you know, we kind of had a running joke that I think for our home opener up in uh, in Portland there, like we had a couple catered lunches and and dinners and they were pretty good. Like we did the, you know, Chipotle and uh, local Be Good and some Olive Garden one night. And, uh, you know, we weren't bad meals and we were joking around and that, that's probably the reason the league folded. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they were definitely sending messages. I mean, I think everybody started to know something was up as uh, the, the week after our, um, our home opener, we were supposed to play in upstate New York against Elmira and uh, they canceled the game. They said it was an issue with the turf, but it didn't make any sense because they had, two games prior to that at home. So we knew something was kind of going on. And then the the week before we were supposed to travel down to North Carolina, like guys had their flights booked and everything for, uh, by the league. 
And, um, you know, our coach sent out the, the roster traveling roster and starting lineup. And then like 30 minutes later, we got the email that, um, the league was shutting down. So it was kind of bizarre. And, uh, and guys, I think like they just had, they still had their flights all booked, like even up until they, like, they probably could have gone to North Carolina for a weekend if they wanted to, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of weird how, how, how it all kind of just came tumbling down. Uh, so yeah, you get that email, she, like, yeah, put a, put a fork in her. She's done for the year, but like anything since that email's come out, like I know it's yeah. like, email said hey we're shutting down but we'll get back going but like anything you know from your team or from the league again any like updates or anything from that yeah i mean so like right after it happened um our coaches were like hey like you know give us 48 hours because there's some conversations going on about you know seeing if we can like resurrect this thing um you know there there might be some investors out there that can come to our rescue so you know, a couple of days went by, we didn't hear anything. So I think everybody kind of knew, you know, any chance of having a remaining season was off the table and they were pretty much just maybe focused on a year or two, even if they even, you know, try to come back. But uh, actually earlier this week on Monday, we just got word that they're actually going to try to put together like a, a president's cup style tournament with the mostly like the upstate New York teams. Cause there's about three in upstate New York and then new England would join in that and basically do like a, a four or five day tournament um, with basically all our expenses would be covered. And then they'd take the proceeds from, you know, the actual attendance from the games and the tournament and then pay the players with that. So they're, they're trying to do something um, to give us uh, you know, a little bit of closure on, on year one, I guess, but uh you know, that's, that's what they shared with us this week. So they're still working out some details and stuff like that, whether it's going to be like a two weekend thing or a one week thing, or, you know, so we're waiting to hear on that, but that, that's what they're, that's what they're aiming for. That's, there's nothing like just like the, it just kind of tumbling down and obviously it sucks for everybody involved. And then it's just cherry on top. Think they're doing you a favor and they stick you with a president's <laughs> cup style tournament. Just, I know. I mean, like we're we're all at the age now where like you play two games in a row, it's hard enough. Imagine playing two in a day, right? And uh, yeah. we're back to back for four days straight. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if the the boys were thrilled about it, but I think they were at least happy to hear that you know we'll, we'll at least get to play together uh, for you know uh, one more time at least. You know, so yeah. This this that that weekend that cap off weekend might be the way that the the PBLA union forms I think trying to uh, <laughs> make sure that thing that goes all right. But. A PLPA PBLA players yeah. association. <laughs> this this has the markings of the MLL bubble, kind of like all over it. You just got to get a margarita <laughs> tent for the for the boys, and no one will kill. They'll stay there for three weeks if there's a if there's a bar down there. You won't be able to get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there'll be nobody at the games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No players. There'll be fans. There's no yeah. players. Yeah. It'll be waffled. Um, exactly. That's amazing. Well, that, I mean, yeah. that's kind of, hey, that's a little bit of breaking news for the folks. So, I mean, it would, I mean, yeah, it'd be a, a gong show. But, yeah, it would be kind of nice for, for somebody, uh, say, kind of at least just put a, an ending to, a positive ending to kind of a shitty situation for you guys. Yeah, totally. I know. We, I think we all had false hopes, right? I mean, how many times have we seen a, 
a pro lacrosse team spin up in the States that tries to compete with the NLL or try to be a little bit different and it just doesn't work out. So, um, you know, I guess shame on us for thinking this was different, but honestly, like up until the point we got the email that the league was, was seizing operations. It really, they did do a good job, obviously not um, managing the financial situation, but the way they treated us, the gear they got us, um, you know, the, uh, the things that they uh, got made available to us as far as like workout programs and things like that was all top notch. So, I mean, it's, it is too bad at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, our producer, Donnie, he's not on here, but you know, he'll, he'll echo that, you know, there was a, there was a fair amount of guys in the league, like trying to get better at box across and, you know, using this as, you know, whatever stepping stone intro, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, guys were in that league trying to you know either get to a higher level or whatnot so you do you do feel bad for for a lot of guys for sure yeah I mean the only option for an American player to really make their way to the NLL is they're a standout guy or they've played a couple of summers you know up in Ontario or out west right and so I think that was the 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 vision for um you know a lot of these American-born players who never got to play boxes kind of using this as an opportunity to get seen, get used to the game, maybe get an invite to an NLL camp and, and go from there. I mean, we did have like the, the players that we did have on our team were all unbelievable athletes. Like a lot of them, a few guys that are playing in the PLL, a couple of MLL guys that, you know, hung them up after the league um, that league went, was acquired. And so, you know, we definitely had talent just, you know, they just didn't have the experience of playing box. Right. So this definitely would have been a nice um, opportunity for, for those guys specifically, but you know, at the end of the day, it unfortunately didn't work out. So. Happens, I'm man. so, I'm so interested to hear kind of like what, what the investors, like what the, what the pitch was to them and like what they thought, you know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, a month is so fun. Like that is so quick. So quick, especially when you're told this is funded for at least two years. And I had heard like rumblings that, you know, Joe Ty had had originally offered up help at the beginning and they kind of turned them away. I mean, again, you never, the, the rumor, rumor mills always going, so you never know what's true or what's not. But yeah, I think that was a big question mark in everyone's mind was how did it fold so quickly? And, you know, what, what was the reasoning? Because, you know, other than that email we received and some, some of the, you know, uh, talks about a Prezi Cup tournament. Like we haven't heard anything, so it's kind of like a kind of got like a fire fest feel to it. <laughs> you guys are gonna get cheese sandwiches at at the President <laughs> Cup final. That's gonna be your meal. Yeah. Staying in time. <laughs> that guy. That guy did. Uh, he did just get out of jail, so you could have been had here. Yeah. <laughs> and he was trying to start another too. thing. He's just warming up for the big show of Firefest too. Well, and, but like, honestly, though, like, I, I wonder what people do think, because even in the NLL, like, I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, very few teams are operating at, you know, a, a profit. And a lot of these owners, you know, they, they lose money. And, uh, you know, even though you see like 10, 12, 15,000 people in the stands, it's not every single game, not every single team gets that. But, um, you know, so I don't know if they have like a, a false perception of, of what NLL teams actually make or if they think it's a, a profitable business. I'm not sure. You know, the, that's a question we'll never know unless you ever find those investors, <laughs> just kind of ask them what their, their vision or what, what they hope to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, 
Well, dude, that was awesome. Let's uh, let's end it. Let's end it on some positive note because we we got we got some history together. Um, and <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get to a couple funny stories. But I was looking up, I was looking up your bio today, just see if there's anything I missed. And I came across <laughs> your uh, your draft bio before you got drafted, and you described your. They asked, "How do you describe your?" lacrosse game you do you remember what you described it as i think i said i played like sandy chapman right no like one word to describe your lacrosse game sorry well how would you describe your lacrosse oh, game? Uh, what did i say tenacious 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even That's... think i knew what tenacious even tenacious even meant i think i was sitting in the kitchen i'm like mom what what should i put down here <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's uh, I mean, I can I can back his game being tenacious, and that's I mean that's from uh, one one hot summer's game in uh, in Brampton, Ontario, when you decided to slash Mr. Alex Krepensek's wrench right off his body. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. I went over this with with dear Alex uh, over Christmas. That came up after a few drinks, and he almost dropped the mitts with me again in his living room over it, but. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That was uh, that was an all time great summer league story. I mean, oh man! How have I ne- how have I never heard this? I need to hear the story. Oh my god! So it was uh, we we had a game. It was, I was playing for Brampton. I don't think you were playing that summer, Paul. You might have taken the summer off. Um, but we were playing Oakville and Brampton Memorial. And uh, actually, I was coaching a lacrosse camp with. Krepensek at the time we were we were coaching so I think we actually drove together to the game and uh we we got to the game right like we're we're dog tired I think it was a Thursday night we had just worked like four days out in the beaten hot sun and uh and we get out there and play in like a 90 degree arena and uh I don't crap crap claims I gave him a couple shots like early on in the game I don't remember, but um, the last play before we decided to drop the mitts and go, um, I was walking backwards. I was heading backwards as like there was like a transition play that just ended. I was on defense and Krep was changing. I didn't see him. I swear to God, I, I, I'll be honest. I tell him this every <laughs> single time. I was going backwards and I went out like this because, you know, just get feeling my peripheral out here a little bit. And my stick went back like this and I caught alex right right in his wrench and i mean to, to my defense it's a it's a tough wrench to miss i mean if anyone's out, you know so i caught a piece of him he wasn't happy about it i think uh he once he realized it was me and because i gave him a couple shots earlier he uh he, i've never seen someone drop their gloves harder and I, when i say harder like this guy threw his gloves through the cement and and came after me and uh and it was hilarious too because our parents our parents were both in the crowd watching um and my dad describes it as just pure chaos because I guess five minutes before me and Alex uh dropped the mitts, Mrs. Gillies, John and Brad's mother, tripped. They were at the gate the game. She tripped on on some uh steps going down the bleachers and like I think she like broke her wrist or did something to her wrist or got cut or something like that. So all the parents were like hovering around her trying to help her out because she just had a huge fall and then all of a sudden they look out there and me and Alex are punching each other in the face and our mothers are sitting together and they're like what are they doing <laughs> and uh anyways yeah it was uh it was a hilarious night but uh, I I still say to Alex to this day I mean it was totally uh a, by accident but I don't know he doesn't believe me did you guys did you guys drive home together after 
I can't remember if we did or not. I, if we didn't, it wasn't because of that. I think, uh, I just remember, I think we went to the game together and then we were going our separate ways after the game. But uh, man, that was, that was a tough go. Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. It was, because <laughs> no, none of us really, like to, to, to your point, like it was kind of like behind the play sort of, right? Like, or like, it wasn't like, yeah. wasn't like he was carrying the ball. So no one was really watching. And then, like, we just saw everything happen, and, like, he was quick to show us in the room after. Like, he he had a mark on that piece, and it was, like you said, I think it was, it was, it was extra swollen that day, but it was, uh, yeah. it was, that was an all-timer. It was, and we still talk about that, like, how hard he threw his gloves off. I think there's still a crack in the concrete at the Memorial right now. <laughs> I do. I, when I saw him happen, I couldn't even, like, I was in shock when he started, like, when he threw the gloves down and started coming out. I'm like, are we going right now? Jesus. And I'm not a fighter. And uh, I don't prep, I don't think drops the gloves too often himself. So it was kind of, a, you know, an epiphany for both of us there. It was a little bizarre. But you guys are legit behavior. throwing hands. Hey, you were legit throwing hands, though. Yeah. I mean, I think we both got a couple of good ones on and. And Krep, when we went down, he kind of landed on top of me and the reps were both in there too. And he gave me one more shot in the top of the head there. But immediately after he did it, he's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Oh, Man, but those, I, I feel like every summer, we, especially when we were coaching, there was something like that. I mean, the only other story just while we're here and we're talking about Polly, the, the summer you fought uh, Scott Johnson in oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that that was uh, that was another scenario where I drove with Scotty to the game and uh, and we were both working a camp I think in Oshawa and uh, so we drove together to the game for whatever reason he decides to drop the gloves with Polly with like ten seconds to go I think it was a nothing game like it meant nothing they were out of the playoffs like we were gonna go to the playoffs and Polly you caught him like it was dead silent in Memorial. There was maybe 10 people in the or Memorial, the Powerade center. There was like maybe 10 people there. So you can hear everything. And uh, your, your hand catching Sarge's face was like, just like, a, that's all you could hear. It was, uh, it, it was ugly, but I had to drive him to the hospital that night. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I ended up staying in the hospital with him till like, like two in the morning or whatever time it was. Cause we had to go back to the camp and, uh, I'll never forget the funniest thing. Like if anybody knows Sarge, right? Like he's got the, he's got the busted nose and you know, his chin, he's got the busted chin up or whatever. And uh, he, uh, the doctor comes into the room and uh, she says to him, she goes, Oh, he got you in the chin pretty good. Didn't he? And Sarge goes, not my chin. And she goes, did he get you in the nose? And he's like, and Sarge just starts laughing. He goes, no, it's not my nose. He goes, it's right here. It's my orbital bone. And so it and ended up, yeah, I think Polly cracked his orbital bone, but the fact that the, the doctor just came in and started ripping him apart with just added insult to injury, it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> just listing off every bad feature he's got. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy. Man. Yeah. I felt, I felt so bad. I mean, but then like looking back, I still feel bad, but, Every once in a while, I get that video sent to me. Like, it's like the old, like, VHS. But then, like, right before that fight, like, again, you say it's dead, you're silent. But then some of the crowd's like, get him, Serge. <laughs> like, right before the fight. <laughs> he probably wanted nothing to do with it either. 
I told dude, I remember you telling me about the doctor. I, I totally forgot about that. I was just dying laughing, man. Poor guy. <laughs> he can't even make it up. It was just, it was so funny. Like, Sarge, you, you know how much pain he must have been. And he started just laughing as well. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, that's so, that's so amazing. Let's, uh, um, let's go. Let's, let's end. Well, we don't have to end, but we won't keep it too much longer, man. This is great. But, uh, the, the one year we got to kind of play together, train together, you, you were living with Danny. Were you living with Danny at that point when we got, when we won the champions cup? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I did. I actually, I was living with Stu Brown for a little bit there. Oh, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Right at the end of the season there, I decided to shack up with, with Dan for the summer while we were both, all, all of us were playing in Brampton. Yeah. So what do you, what do you remember about that, that season that we ended up, going out west and, and winning the champions cup kind of playing for Raj. you're obviously you're on the practice roster but you know kind yeah. of uh cool experience you still got a champions cup out of it yeah i mean still got a ring out of it i mean i think like you know starting with the the draft and you guys i think so you guys had when we won it it was in rochester the year before you guys were out west when you won it and uh I think like when I was drafted, I kind of knew like the the cards were going to be stacked against me a little bit. I mean, you guys came off two champions cups in a row and, um, you know, it's like looking at yourself, like who, who am I going to replace on this team? Like, I'm just going to try to stick with it and, and learn something. Right. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, we just, we had a, a stacked lineup and, uh, you know, the biggest takeaway was just kind of learning from the guys, seeing what they do, you know, in between games, getting ready for games in practices, working on their little things. And, you know, it was ob obviously eye-opening for me because I never see any of that stuff other than the summer and the summer's obviously got a different feel to it. So, you know, that was, that was pretty um, eye-opening for me. And then obviously like, you know, it was just a crazy ending to that series with the mini game, um, you know, tying it up uh, in regulation and then playing like a 10 minute overtime um, watching that was absolutely insane. Right. But it was, it was cool. I mean, obviously a great experience. Like got the cap off year one, even though I didn't get to play in a game with a, with a championship and uh, you know, it was, it was obviously kind of cool to be a part of that and, and learned a lot. So, yeah. What did uh what did we do post game? Do you remember what we did post game? I honestly I think we there was like one bar open in Rochester that we went was to. That and, uh, Kurt, was that when Kurt was driving like he was like DD and Kurt Stars was DD and back and forth lonely? He had like this uh like pimped party out bus. like yeah, like party and he was just and guys were just waffled in it and he was just driving fans players everyone back and forth from the hotel to this bar was it the exchange <laughs> was he were you guys there yeah yeah that's what it was the exchange i think it's now shut i think it's shut down now it's like oh, really? on the river right yeah the original yeah. yeah 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 you're right that's what it was oh dude that's so funny. yeah i mean they, they basically just shut it down and i think we had like guys behind there like serving themselves drinks and serving other people drinks it was uh it was a pretty fun night, that's for sure. I mean, I we never really stayed after our, our games in Rochester, so you know the boys never really had like home game partying together. So that that was kind of fun. A lot of guys let loose. No doubt, that was fucking yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> Lomi, you want to you want to keep going here? Or are we gonna leave? leave yeah, yeah. Let's do. I want to hear some stories of when you guys live together here. Anything? Any stories from you guys? You two? <laughs> any that you can tell? <laughs> that's Definitely R-rated. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. Ones, those ones we can't tell. Just 
there was there was one point where I won't say anything, but um, you know, Dory being the angel, she is. She's like, yeah, I'm you know I'm cool with everything, like you know, trying to be the cool friend and and girlfriend and fiance, whatever. Then just one night, we were both you know just looking at the ceiling, and she just turns over and she's like. I am not okay with this anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a, I'll have a chat. It's all good. <laughs> well, I think my, I think, I think my tenure in, uh, in the Dawson household was shorter than the PBLA. So put it that way. <laughs> well, the one, the one funny story now, actually, I think of this one wasn't R rated, but remember like it was you, Rosie, there was a group oh, you guys yeah. came back. My, so tell that story because that one wasn't r-rated but she also wasn't happy about that one either yeah i so i think i think it was like the next week i was living in the rock pile because of that so the uh yeah i was playing for the oakville rock at the time and i think we had like a sunday game or something like that so we uh we went out to club 54 in burlington big shout out there if anyone's ever been sunday night's cougar night and uh we (laughs) After the, we were, we jumped in a van cab and I, they were dropping me off at Polly's place and like Rosie was buckled, like Damon was buckled, like it, the boys we went out hard for some reason and so nobody was thinking straight obviously and Rosie actually had the idea he's like he's like well we got to wake up Polly he's like he used to do this to me all the time when we were living in Boston he's like I got to get him back so we uh, we go in the house and uh Rosie's got like his flashlight on his camera on full blast right and we're all like outside of Polly's door and I'm like he's got to hear us right now but I think they were both like obviously sound asleep because Rosie goes barreling through the the door like slams it open and just gives like a loud like woo like a Ric Flair woo and like everybody's like <laughs> and like Dory screams like same thing like like i you think i learned my lesson from the elise thing dory midori screams paulie gets up like ready to tear someone apart for like about five seconds and then once he realized it was the boys like i see paulie starts smiling a little bit but he was uh i'm sure i had to play the the bad cop for for dory but uh yeah we uh that that definitely got me kicked out for sure that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back i think (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff it was no, just, I guess not. Yeah. And and to be fair, there was there was the comedy of errors before before Whitey too that I I put some strain into that house as well. We had a we had a Christmas party the one time and uh you were there, right, Whitey? You're definitely there. I, I, I feel like I could tell that story better than you can too. Okay. <laughs> might might as well tell that story because that also <laughs> That not only put a strain on on the house, that put a strain on the relation still. So when that comes up too, she still gets so mad. It's hilarious. Yeah, well, I think yeah, that was you guys were. Was it a Christmas party or was it your your thirtieth? No, it was a Christmas. It was a Christmas party. Okay, so yeah, Christmas party, and uh, I remember they had just gotten like a brand new custom couch in the in the basement. And uh, I'm definitely getting my wires crossed. I was thinking the 30th birthday because you were you were gone for that. One. But uh, it didn't last I, long. I have to quickie check those. Quickie check yeah. though. <laughs> All I remember from the Christmas party was everything was like super tame. Everybody's being like, you know, civil adults having a couple of drinks, and then like all of a sudden, like like two hours into this party. There's like a full on royal rumble in the basement. Like like six guys shirts off 
Somebody, I think Polly, Polly goes through the coffee table, a glass of wine goes all over this brand new couch. Right. And like Dory comes walking down the steps and like, you know, you just see disappointment. Right. And she's just like, what are you got? Like, what are you idiots doing right now? Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, yeah, that was a tough one. I, that's all I remember for that one. That was the coffee table smashing and the, the red wine all over the couch. <laughs> well, but I guess to, to rewind it about 20 minutes before that Lomi, my brother gets out and for some reason, I don't know if someone gave us as a gift, but there's Patron coffee Patron in the house. So kind of same thing. We start like a stupid drinking game. You start chanting people's names. And then they just got to chug. So like my dad's chugging it. Whitey's chugging it. Stu Brown's chugging it. And then, then all of a sudden my name starts getting chanted. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) So I get it. And I'm like, I'm playing up to the crowd. Everyone like now everyone's looking at me. And then I'm like playing. And then I give like a big, like a conductor, like, so now there's the party goes silent. And now everyone's looking at me. (laughs) And again, probably not thinking straight but i'm like i'm like i don't i don't even got one thing to say everyone's like okay and i just scream at the top of my lungs i'm like let's burn this motherfucker down and i scream at the top of my lungs and i start <laughs> and shirt, then, shirt off yeah then lo and behold then mayhem ensued and yeah the party ended quickly pretty quickly after the royal rumble and yeah, it was, I had some I had some explaining to do the next day. Let's, let's just say that. But. Well, I think the funniest part about that with the let's burn this this mother down, the uh, you were explaining yourself to Dory the next day, like, babe, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And somebody had a video of that. Yeah. She just pulled it right up. <laughs> yeah. It was like, how do you explain this? And it's like clear as day, like camera right on Polly. He's like, Let's burn this bitch down. <laughs> it, was so funny. it was like I was on trial for inciting a riot. Like, no, I wasn't doing anything. It's like, oh yeah, let's go to exhibit D. You yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but you know, I just coming off living in Toronto University. I, I didn't I've never owned a house before. I didn't know the proper proper way to throw a party. I just I thought you just go crazy every time. But you're just breaking it in. <laughs> Just breaking yeah. it in. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we won't, won't keep you too much longer, but I guess kind of a last question for you is, you know, with, with all this, you know, playing again, PBLA, are we going to see uh, a resurgence of Whitey taking a run at the NLL here or what? Hey, you know what? Johnny Bauer didn't make his break in the NHL until he was 33. So I'm, I'm right in my prime if I look at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just you know it was it was fun just to play locally here and be able to drive. You know, obviously living in the states, it's it's tough uh, to play any sort of competitive box lacrosse, let alone even just field lacrosse. It's all kind of you know just men's leagues at this point. So I don't have the luxury of playing uh, you know the senior A or senior B ball in the summer, which I love to do. But uh, yeah, no, I mean hopefully it comes back around and uh, you know I can we can have another run at it next year and. Uh, you know, I definitely like to compete a little bit still. Uh, I don't feel that old. So, you know, I want to play as, as long as I can, at least till the wheels come off. So. Love it. I, like it. I love it. Well, this was awesome, dude. Again, always, always nice to catch up to you, catch up with you and tell some stupid stories, but, and <laughs> thank you, 
Thanks for giving us insight on the PBLA because I think it is, you know, I think, you know, not a lot of people will be able to get kind of that, that look on it, that it actually was, you know, as, as bad as things look, like you say, like you, you had a nice positive experience. It was good to kind of hear that and that you guys were treated well. So it is kind of a shame that it did go down, but again, hopefully kind of comes back up, but it was, it's nice to hear that at least, you know, the time was, was good while you were there. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, hopefully uh, they get their affairs in order and we can make another run at it next year. And uh, I think we you know, look at, we all want to grow the game, right? And, and especially the box game here in the U.S. So hopefully uh, hopefully things come back around. All right, good stuff, man. Well, again, yeah, thanks for the time. And we'll uh, we'll chat with you soon, man. Yeah, boys, thanks for having me. And I'll uh, keep up the good work. I mean, it's, uh, obviously this is something that our, our lacrosse world has needed for a long time. Talk about growing the game. So love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. And uh, yeah, these interviews are awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, right. buddy. Thanks, Whitey. All right, fellas. Thanks. All right, that was Whitey. <laughs> Some all-timers in there. I think I don't, Polly. Are we allowed to put those videos out of uh, of yeah, the chug? Yeah, yeah, I could probably put them out. I don't, I don't mind. It's I was like, man, the, I was like 27, <laughs> 26. So, you know, they burn it. The burn it to the ground video is. It feels like a cross between Frank the Tank from old school and a, a WWE wrestling promo. It was so so good when you did the the double like orchestrator like pause out of everybody. I got something to say, (laughs) but yeah, we want to give a major shout out to Dory too, for, uh, for staying with you through all of, uh, through all of that. Cause that was, you, you'd look like a menace. Hey, if I have just one word of advice for young guys out there, you got to test the ladies early. You gotta, you gotta poke and prod. You gotta test them. See where, see where the limit is. Try not to go over. I mean, I went over, but Hey, she's, with me so we're good <laughs> just dip your toe in the water see what you can get away with see what see what they do if you have people over and you just scream let's burn this thing to the ground <laughs> and they don't know a single person they just move to a city that they're not from and you invite the whole city over to your house for just a hey it's just gonna be a casual christmas party that's what i told her (laughs) (laughs) i love it she just she was on she popped in before we started recording here too but i didn't realize you guys put the house on the market four days after the the 30th birthday party oh yeah yeah and yeah it was just like clean the stink out of that place you had to list it no that's where well i think i showed you the video where my old man like where my old man is getting the crowd going to have them to stay which is like as soon as he's like I'm going to put my own money. I'm going to put $40 in my own money. And it was like 300 for them to stay. It's like, oh, thanks, Joe. You really, you really put a dent in like for them to stay. <laughs> that that video is also all time. Like uh, to give people a little bit of insight, like it's panning the crowd. Whitey sent this over to us and you just kind of hear some music going and it just like, you're kind of expecting it just to be like loud music and it gets to the corner, full live band in the house, in the, in the family room, like just jamming away. But uh, yeah, it looked like you had, looked like you had a blast. It was, that was your 30th, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know what, maybe, maybe what we're going to have to do this summer in June, maybe we, and we'll get on cottage Springs. We'll talk. Maybe we throw my 30th at the cottage Springs office. Yeah. That'd be unreal. That'd be something. Maybe a Boston Levi performance. I don't know. Oh, oh, 
Oh, geez, let's go. I think, I think that would be an all, that'd be an all right night. But Donnie, yeah. you're gonna have to call in sick to the PLL that weekend. That could be one. Imagine that's one of our uh, like events. One of our events. I yeah, think, just yeah, yeah, we have a great birthday party brought to you by Cottage Springs. You got to put that in 20. like a pitch deck, Dan. Like, here, yeah, here, picture this. My birthday party. You supply all the alcohol. You, you, you throw people. the party. You pay yeah. the musician. You supply the booze, and then we'll charge admission at the door to donate to a charity of your choice. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't. I don't know how. Your charity of my wrong. choice. A charity of my choice. Yeah, which is me. I choose me. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, yeah, we. I think we're onto something there. But. Um, Outside of that, again, we're just uh, we're definitely open to hearing from from people in terms of like who they want to hear from a guest. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna try to get some college coaches on as the college season starts. My fucking Panthers got rinsed. I don't really want to talk about that too what, much. Jay, uh, what was up with that video, too? That's a tough. Oh video. no, no, no! <laughs> Come on. Video. Yeah, just a bunch of bunch of white dudes in a circle hitting the gritty was not was not what we needed before rolling into Duke and getting losing by four hundred. So, um, yeah, that's I, I definitely have a, a bone to pick with our buddy Dyson Williams putting up a six spot in the first half. Um, I'm sure future back of the bird guest, but I'm going to need a few weeks before we can get him on here after that one. Let it let it sit and uh, and get a bit better. But I hope. I'm sure Coach Torpy had something something tough for the boys after a showing like that. But you look at it, you break down the score. They had they were right there for three quarters. Now you can't lose a second quarter eleven to two. Uh, but uh, other than that, they played them all right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what comes of that. We're pulling for the Panthers. But uh, you could, did any Donnie Maryland or uh, Cornell play? Yeah, fifteen to four. Maryland, uh, Maryland beat Richmond. So a good start for uh, for the fellows. And Cornell uh, Ivy Leagues always start late because they can't start practice until February first. So they are starting not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. Polly University of Windsor play? Um, no, their program shut down, so I gotta, <laughs> they're not going this year. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. Anything else going on? Leafs are Leafs are kicking. Leafs are doing all right. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it for us. So, um, I think yeah, nice little short, sweet one here. But um, yeah, you don't have to listen to us too much. And then the the one with Whitey is just full of great stories and some insight into uh, into the PBLA there. So again, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, go test out the tequila sodas. Get those in you. Listen to Boston Levi's new track um share it with your friends send it around um and and tune into the games this weekend we got uh, a lot more games coming up this is where this is where the games start to to really kind of matter here in the middle when you know you can win or lose a playoff spot so exciting times but uh we appreciate you listening as always and we'll chat with you soon peace
answer the phone With all your conditions You always felt better alone Now this war is waging You're waiting with two guns drawn 